Welcome to the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions, a leading source for interprofessional collaboration to improve health. Useful insights about publishing in this organization's Journal of Allied Health can be found in a top podcast series featuring episodes narrated by its editor, Dr. Thomas Elwood. Listeners not only will obtain valuable information about transformational developments in the wider world of journal publications, but also views on peer review and reasons why manuscripts either are accepted or rejected. So listen, learn, and enjoy. Welcome to a series of podcasts based on editorials that were published between 2008 and 2020 in the Journal of Allied Health. These items are a companion piece to a book in both print and ebook formats that is entitled From Fish to Philosopher. The editorials represent an effort to convey how the journal continues to evolve from one quarterly issue to the next by reflecting changing sets of circumstances during that time period. The intended audience consists of prospective authors who consider submitting manuscripts to the Journal of Allied Health. They will have an opportunity to learn about some inner workings of this publication. A second group comprises readers and listeners with a broad interest in the universe of professional periodicals who may benefit by learning more about various topics such as open access, impact factors, gender-related issues, predatory journals, and replicability. Episode 7, Spring 2010 Issue, Journal of Allied Health Update. The sphere of publishing health research is a thriving and ever-growing activity. Typically about 63,000 new articles are indexed each month in PubMed, the National Library of Medicine's public access portal for health-related publications. What is the likelihood that each item is of high quality? To cite one example, Glashow et al. in the journal BMJ in 2008 assessed descriptions of given treatments in 80 trials and systematic reviews for which summaries were published during one year, October 2005 to October 2006, in the journal Evidence-Based Medicine, a publication aimed at physicians working in primary care and general medicine. Treatment descriptions were inadequate in 41 of the original published articles, which made their use in clinical practice difficult, if not impossible, to replicate. This example was far from being an isolated one. In the last few years, similar defects have been described in papers and other periodicals, such as Ophthalmic Epidemiology, Journal of Urology, Lancet, Public Library of Medicine, and Trials. Some articles published in the Journal of Allied Health pertain to education rather than treatment of patients. Nevertheless, the issue of quality remains important. From October 2008 to September 2009, approximately 23% of the manuscripts submitted to this publication were rejected. In rare cases, the reason is that they are so specific that they appear to bear little or no relationship to allied health. Instead, authors were advised to seek having their papers appear in medical or nursing journals. Most rejections are the result of failing to meet a wide range of criteria. What is most impressive is the diligent efforts made by our journal's reviewers to fix items that are broken in many respects, such as poor grammar, assertions in one portion of a manuscript that are contradicted in another segment, and data that are inconsistent. Example, 
One paragraph indicates that the sample size is 75, while in another section it's 71. The following comments should help to serve as a guide for prospective authors who would like to have their work appear in the journal. Purpose of the study. Is the study of potential interest to allied health educators, practitioners, or researchers? Is the research question explicitly stated, and if so, is it linked to the existing knowledge base? Appropriateness of methodology selected. Is the study design well described and justified? justified from the standpoint of why a particular data gathering method was chosen. Example, a mailed survey. Sampling. Are participants in the study the most likely to shed relevant light on the research question posed? Are criteria for selecting these individuals justified and explained? Who recruited the participants and how was this procedure accomplished? Did any recruits refuse to participate? And if so, who were they and why? Is the sampling strategy appropriate, and is there any evidence of bias? Data collection. Is the study group described adequately along with the setting in which the study occurred? Was the method for collecting data described and were examples provided? Example, interview questions. When and why did data collection cease? Analysis and interpretation. Is the type of analysis suitable for this kind of study, and is it described sufficiently? Are interpretations correct and supported by the data collected? Quality of presentation. Are the findings well-grounded in their relationship to theoretical and empirical literature? Does the manuscript add to the existing base of knowledge regarding this topic? Is the paper well-written? New feature. Beginning with this issue, a new feature will appear under the heading quiddity, as defined in the Oxford English Dictionary to mean essence. The purpose is to provide a brief survey of material that appears in other periodicals or in the world of gray literature, that is, documents that might be missed by conventional search engines on the web. An example is conference proceedings. Viewing statistics. Finally, it always is of interest to learn which kinds of articles in the Journal of Allied Health prove attractive enough to be downloaded by web browsers acknowledging that there is no way of knowing who reads or copies items that appear in the printed version on academic library shelves. In the year 2009, the following occurred. 4,124 full-text downloads. 43,423 abstract pages viewed. 14,825 contents pages viewed. The five most popular articles selected in 2009 were a description of the outcomes, frequency, duration, and intensity of occupational, physical, and speech therapy in inpatient stroke rehabilitation. That was in volume 38, number one. Dietitians and exercise physiologists in primary care, lifestyle interventions for patients with depression and or anxiety. It was in volume 38, number two. Core competencies for healthcare professionals. What medicine, nursing, occupational therapy, and physiotherapy share. It was in volume 35, number two. Online versus classroom instruction. 
student satisfaction and learning outcomes in an undergraduate allied health pharmacology course was in volume 38, number two. Mutual respect in healthcare, assessing cultural competence for the University of Utah interdisciplinary health sciences. It was in volume 38, number two. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions at ASAHP.org.